You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 80 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me, as always, are Suze Gilbert. Hello, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hi. How's everyone? Hopefully yeah. less stressed than I am this week. <laughs> no, I was pretty stressed this week. My in-laws are coming in a couple weeks, so I've been doing joint repair, painting all the rooms, doing yard work, weeding, painting the garage. Ugh. I pay people to do that. No. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm doing in the process. That's, that's why. We're you're painting the garage exterior? Modeling I already, bathroom I already, and, I already painted it. I already painted it. I weeded our, my lawn um, for three hours yesterday. Did all the yard work. I'm tired. My husband's coming home from Europe tonight. And I thought, you know, there's nothing for him to do now. I've done it all. <laughs> but I'm cheap. I, and, you know, nobody does it the way that I like to <laughs> Just like nobody so cleans the nice. house or vacuums you're, you're nice. the way that I do it. So mm-hmm. I don't mind, though. It's nice to go out and do some physical labor once in a while. You know? No, it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just sit by the pool and pay someone else to do it. Oh, my Plus, gosh. Plus, I'm terrible. If I start doing any I weeds, I get, I, get the, I get the hairy eyeball from my husband, and he does it himself. I cannot paint. I'm forbidden, which is fine. So what I do is I run out to Lowe's and Home Depot and I buy the paint, which is what I've been doing because we're putting new carpeting in and we painted the bedroom and we're modeling our bathroom. It's just been a nightmare. But I'm the one that runs to Lowe's and Home Depot. I buy the paint. I buy the fixtures. That's my job. Well, see, I, I, love, I love to learn how to do things. And I just, you know, it, this house is from 1939. And there's some, um, you know, sheetrock tape. I don't know if our landlord before we bought the house from him if it was something that he did or it's just over time but it was driving us crazy and we knew we had to repair it before our in-laws came you know we just it, it was unsightly it was in our breakfast room and there was one that was um it must be on a joint because <clears throat> when I took the sheetrock off there was like a half inch gap so uh, one of the handyman um told me that you know silicone caulk is really good to for because these houses in Texas, at least the older ones are all pure and beam. So there's some movement to it. But there were four repairs. I took off four different joint tapes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I got myself Did into? Put, I think you, get, you can put this like mesh in between. And then put, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And there's yeah. like fiberglass tape, but that's more for bathrooms and stuff. So, you know, thank mm-hmm. God for YouTube and thank God yeah. for the internet because I said, okay, I can do this. I mm-hmm. watched it, how it was done. And, you know, it, it came out really well both places. So I, I thought, okay, now I know how to do this. I don't know. I like, I, I yeah, like. I, I grew Learning up how to doing do that, Lisa. We had an old home, and we were constantly fixing things. I learned plumbing. I learned a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean I want to do it. And I won't do it. Uh-uh, I don't like it. You know? Oh, see, I like doing it. And now my husband will fight over the repairs. We'll fight and say, no, I'll do it. Wow. I'll do it. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're not co- me. I'm like, go ahead. Go for it. Tell me what you need me to buy. I'll go to the store and buy me. it. It's kind of like with cooking when, when, when Shane still lived at home. Tell me what you want me to go to the store and buy. Don't make me cook it. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine a life without cooking. I love to cook. I just bought this fabulous cookbook. 
Um, and I also bought David Leibowitz, who I absolutely adore. He came out last year, and I bought the hardcover the day that it came on Amazon, um, called My Paris Kitchen. And he had the, it may still be on sale. So if there are any listeners that would like to buy it, I highly recommend this cookbook. He, his prose is just great. He, he's lived in Paris for a long time. He used to be a pastry chef for Chez Pinis out in California. And um, this book is, has also a Kindle version. And it was on sale for $1.99. So it's, it's really great to have that one in your repertoire if you love to cook. But there's a Provençal book that um, that just came out. It's called um, My Provence Table. And I try to have a lot of French cookbooks because I just love that um, way of cooking. You know, I there's something about the way they use vegetables that are in season. It's the way they put the, you know, they have everything work, pair everything with herbs or certain spices. I don't know. I just, I've always loved French cooking. You know, and I love the peasant type of cooking. You know, you just throw ingredients together and you create something, you know, fabulous. You were French in a past life. I know I was. <laughs> and, you know, even my French friends say, I was French. I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> More I know. than they are. <laughs> I know. They say that. Uh, but I can't help it. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, cooking and home repair was not what we were planning on talking about this week. <laughs> what we wanted to talk about is... Last week, last Friday, as we record this, was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And I'm so jealous because friends of mine were there. And I could have gone with them, except I had a previous commitment over the weekend, so I wouldn't, but I wasn't able to go. They had a fabulous time. And they only paid $50 for a ticket, which I thought was fantastic. So we thought we would talk about rock and roll or just music that we love. And Vicki and I are big fans of the 70s. Yes. <laughs> That's the best. I, I like the way you ex- I like the way you exclude me in that little uh... <laughs> Well, not that but your yours is is Yours is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's the way I am. I am all over the place. I mean, I am too. I mean, not what I have written down here, but I mean, like if you look at my albums, and yes, I still have my albums for those of you who don't already know that. Um, and if you don't already know, I'm a huge concert goer. I mean, I've, I've got tickets for eight concerts this year. Two I've already been to. I've got tickets for six more between, ne- between now and September. Six more have, concerts. Do you have two tickets for Paradise? I can't stand any money, <laughs> but I am going to the same show twice. Uh, I am going to see Cheap Trick, Joan Jett, and Hart locally in September, but I'm also going to see them with friends at Bethel Woods, which is where Woodstock took place. Mm. And they keep telling us, we got to come down, you got to come down. So it worked out that we could go down. So we're going to go down to see them. And I've seen Cheap Trick like a hundred times because I love them. But my albums, I can have my Simon and Garfunkel live next door to my David Bowie albums, which live next door to my Ramones albums, which are next door to my Partridge Family albums. Yes, I listen to the Partridge Family. I am all, yep, I still have them (laughs) because I woke up in love this morning. So (laughs) 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 now one of my, actually the band that I'm going to go see in two weeks, which is one of my favorite albums ever that I have written down here is Foreigner. Mm-hmm. Foreigner and Boston, as far as I'm concerned, have the two most perfect debut albums ever. Yeah, I would agree with Boston. Because, and I've seen, I saw Boston back in 19, 
77. Mm. And they were so good. They were so good. But every, and the reason why I say they're perfect is because every song is good. A lot of times you buy an album and you're like, say there's 10 songs on the album, you like six, you like seven. On this case, every song is good. Different, you know, different degrees of good, but every song is good. Love Boston Foreigner. Yeah, I know Boston was fabulous when that came out. I, I can't even tell you how many times. Uh, I, I think I had scratches in that record from listening to it for so much. For oh, so many I'm going to say more than a feeling is so good. I, yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm listening to the radio in the car and that song comes on, never change the station. Mm. That's, that's just... You know what's funny to me is that I, I grew up listening to a lot of this rock and roll stuff, but I didn't have it in my, uh, most of this in my collection. But I know it all. And that's a difference between... It's just timeless. If it's good, mm-hmm. you're going to want to listen to it over and over again. I, I mean, years, decades later. And these um, bands are still touring. That's the thing. I mean, granted, with Foreigner, when I see Foreigner, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mick Grant, uh, not, not Luke, uh, what am I saying? Mick, uh, Mick Jones is the mm-hmm. only remaining uh, band member from yeah. the original. But still, he's they're still touring after 40 years, like Springsteen, like the Stones, like Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. You know, like like so many of these bands from the seventies, Journey, yeah, Chicago from the seventies like and eighties. Um, yeah, I, I'm seeing them too with the Doobie Brothers, mm-hmm. um, and Dave Mason. I mean, all these bands they're they're still touring. I was in fact, I was talking to my husband the other day, and I said, I wonder if some of the bands that are popular now that are pulling in pulling in big crowds are they still going to be touring forty years from now? Like the Stones and like Springsteen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think these current bands have the staying power. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also the problem, this is just my opinion, um, but I think one of the problems is the records companies are, the way they uh, manage uh, groups, uh, they're, they're, they're like throwaway groups. As you reach a certain age, they don't even remotely try to uh, promote concerts or anything uh, that nature, they uh, those they they pretty much move on to the next young person, um, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's sort of bad. That's really really bad because uh, the, they have their fans. They're people who want to listen to. I don't want, I don't care if they're young. You know, I I'm not young, so I don't want to I don't want to listen to Taylor Swift. You know, but we need mature artists who seasoned. You know. I don't want to go to concert and hear somebody screeching at the top of their voice who does who has no range or anything like that. I can listen to that person on my uh, iP- my iPhone. Um, I want somebody that can perform. That's the reason I think this is the reason why you want to go to those concerts. These people put on a performance. Now, see, I disagree know? with. Uh, I mean, yes, but you know, I feel that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get nailed for this. I know. You know, I was, I have always been a police fan. Always, always, always. When the police first hit the scene, I was there. <clears throat> went to a concert, loved Sting, went to see Sting. Sting's voice, yes, has matured, but it hurts my ears now because he, he just can't hit those notes anymore. No, he cannot. And I think many times, if he, even with Mick Jagger, I mean, they're straining their vocal cords. I mean, if you listen to them, I, I mean, I, but my, on the my same. My problem with Sting is that I, don't ever particularly care for his voice. I just like the songs. 
But that's, the other, that's my opinion. I didn't think he had a great voice. It just those songs were pretty good songs. But you know, when yeah. I've seen on um, uh, Palladium, you know, on TV that channel. Oh Palladium, yeah, I love that channel. Yeah. When I've seen Lincoln Park, I want to see Lincoln Park so bad. I think they're fabulous. They're one of my favorite bands. I want to see Muse. I think Muse puts on a heck of a show. And my son went to see him when he was in college in Seattle, and he said it was just unbelievable. Um, their set design, everything. You know, I would love to see um, Pink Floyd. I that'll probably be one of the biggest regrets in my life not going to a Floyd show because mm-hmm. um, you know when Ro- Roger Waters and David Gilmour were actually together. But I, I don't think that some of these artists just don't have the range anymore. And it almost seems like a grab for money. Some of them are just are not relevant anymore. You know, they're playing mm-hmm. at you know B venues instead of A venues, yeah, and that's but, understandable. But, um, my point is that. It's not just young people that listen to music, you know. And, no. um, I'm not the demographic for Taylor Swift. Uh, even if I was younger, I probably still wouldn't be the demographic because I, that's not something that, that I have ever gravitated to. I like songs that have meaning and not, oh, I... I, I well, um, number one, Taylor I, Swift I, is pop. I mean, she's really pop. Well, I'm and, just saying her songs are about, oh, I had a relationship with you. And uh, I want something. I want lyrics that I want to see, that I understand, that are meaningful or which would be Springsteen in that case because yeah his music tells stories or Sting 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 has beautiful lyrics or Sting yep I have a book on his lyrics but you know you know who puts on a great show that's what I'm saying his lyrics are are what the reason why I like listen to it I made I made my son and husband come with me I said you have to see this show I had seen it earlier and they um, Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, these guys are old, and they're still. Chicago's fantastic. Oh, I about but Earth, and Fire. so is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Holy I moly, are they good! It's just they're such a tight sound. And yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, but Earth, Wind, and Fire, their music, like Chicago, and like some of these um, bands that rely more on instrumentation, yeah, is that they transcend. Mm-hmm any you know any age group because i know my son who is now in his late 20s when he was in high school in the jazz band and went to see chicago and earth Wind and fire that's all we listened to after well, i was bringing him down to boston for appointments mm-hmm. and stuff and i said devin you know there are other groups besides <laughs> earth Wind and fire and chicago how about art pepper how about if we do you know still jazz and he really just got into them and you can't help it because they still have such a passion for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And th- to me, that is transcendent. And I just, I think it's sublime and yeah. I just love it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I just want them to um, not discourage talent. There's a lot of talent out there, you know, and they, they don't look, they don't have the look or they're not the traditional sound. And you can go on YouTube and find them. I, I rarely find good artists, uh, new artists by going to iTunes or watching TV shows. It's, it's, I just go on YouTube periodically and you find people that are just outstanding. Um, and that's how Taylor Swift got started too. But of course, she had a lot of help from being in, in the right place at the right time and having wealthy parents. That helps. But uh, Well, she was um, a country artist first. Yeah, I don't, we don't, we don't listen to country or western in this house. <laughs> t- you live in one. Texas. <laughs> Any country yeah, I and, listen to is yeah, more... Um, 
what they call crossover, like a little bit of Carrie Underwood, a little no. bit of Kenny Rogers. No, there's some certain songs that I no. like, as, Randy a, Travis. as a genre. I I don't I don't I like Randy to Travis. The, the yeah. only the only girl. person yeah. that I don't even call him country, but Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I, I love his guitar riffs. That's I do I can listen to him. But I'm telling you. My hu- and my husband loves Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh my gosh, he mm-hmm. adores Stevie Ray Vaughan. But no, we've never been, you know, country or western. I I don't know. Maybe it's because my mother listened to Pat and Patsy Cline. I'm not dissing Patsy Cline. Trust me, oh, yeah. she had a beautiful voice. Beautiful but voice. I just think for me, I can't do country. I I don't know Willie what Nelson? it is. No, ne- no, no. He's bluesy no, no, though. No. He's a bluesy kind of. I love blues. I I do yeah. like blues, but I just yeah. don't like country western. I don't know. Yeah, what see, it mine's is. all the crossover stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't do Tammy Wynette, Loretta Lynn, you know, Randy Travis, that kind of stuff. It's the cross. Like it's, it's the Carrie. You know, but not mm-hmm. all of Carrie Underwood's. More of the hit stuff like "Blown Away" is a great song. You know, or "Before He Cheats." Kenny Rogers, um, you know, "Eyes of Sea in the Dark." You, I, you are always on my mind by Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. More of the mainstream stuff, not yeah. the deep, not the deep country. But Vicky, you were saying about um, concerts and young people. I found that a lot of the concerts that I go to that I've already established are the older people, are the older groups, the ones that have been around for 30, 40 years. There's a lot of young people. Yeah, that yeah, I find. yeah, yeah. Not I only mean, that music is that group. music is timeless. That's, that's my yeah. point. I mean, yeah. my twenty-eight-year-old son is like, oh, mm-hmm. I really want to go see Bruce Springsteen, and he mm-hmm. he went to see Paul McCartney. He's seen Elton John. He's seen Billy Joel. You know, he's seen a lot of these a lot of these bands that you would think. What do you mean you're going? Well, the, I think the, again, the Beatles mm-hmm. just transcend time. I mean, they're you know. Uh, it's it's like Elvis too. Yeah, I, I know I, that. I'm telling you, I what I like about the Beatles then and now are the songs. I was not impressed with their performances of those songs. I love the cover bands. <laughs> their music. You know who another one though? John, I I will say I, yeah. I don't know if this really is country western, but yeah. I do like Johnny Cash. I do oh, I like I Johnny too. Well, Cash. I grew up in Tennessee, so I, and I, I think I when he when he did Hurt yeah. by, with by Nine Inch Nails, I thought it was. Gorgeous! I mm-hmm. I can listen to that all the time. I mean, it's just yeah. fabulous song, and uh, you know I do like Johnny Cash. He's the exception. I could listen to him anytime. Yeah, yeah, I love Johnny Cash. And his songs were real. You know what I loved about his songs is not like the cliched country western. You know, my girl left me. She's cheating on me. My heart's broken, and I got I, hit by a train while it all happened. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just yeah. loved it because like um, Folsom. Yeah. Folsom uh, Prison Folsom Blues. Prison Blues. Yeah. It just everything. It was so real. And he really was able to take his experiences and write them down and just have this yeah, incredible opus of music. He a very unique voice, too. Yes, you know, very he, gravelly. You, know you Are My Sunshine? I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's no, I just, a little Johnny, song. And he just, Johnny Cash is up there with the pantheon yeah. of greats, like, you know, yeah. Elvis. And, did you see, his, did you see you the know. movie with uh, Joaquin Till? Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty no, good. No, I didn't. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So we've done. Elton, Elton John's on that list too, as far as like Vicky, you were saying about st- songs that oh have my stories God. to them. Yes, that, that's, that's that's my introduction. Elton John to and Bernie Taupin. Oh my God. Oh, I love One that. of my favorite albums, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, yeah. If and you that, have one, if you have one Elton John album, that should be it. Have you seen me in concert? Yes, three times. Yes. Oh my God, he's unbelievable. He, I saw yeah. him twice with Billy Joel. 
Yeah. And once by himself. I've never seen him live. I've seen on TV. I, oh, and that, he plays for, he plays forever. Yeah. He and yeah, he, he interacts with the audience. I mean, he I've does. been to concerts where the the artist doesn't say boo. I mean, doesn't even say this next song is called Goodbye Yellow Road. You know, they don't say anything and they might say thank you at the end, but there's no interaction with the audience whatsoever. And I don't I mean, you you go to you have the other extreme where Ario Speedwagon Kevin Cronin, he told the story, and 10 minutes later, he's still telling the story. It's like, let's get on with it and get to the music. Yeah. You know, but, and some artists, they don't say a word. Well, they, you know, Elton John, he, he react, you know, he talks with his audience. He was shaking hands with people in the front row. He was like, fabulous. That's so awesome. He was yeah. fabulous. We, I went to see him, and my brother in law had a ticket with, um, when I was in Maine, and he said, he said, you know, do you want to go see Elton John? He said, it's behind um, the stage. And what they did is, the day of the show, they opened up because it was a sold out concert. They opened up some tickets around the back of his piano. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. Oh, I, I, my God. I mean, I liked him when I was, you know, a teenager. I had Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. That was another album that got scratched because I listened to it so often. Mm-hmm. But he he came out on time. He said, uh, I just want you to know it's just going to be me and my piano tonight. And I hope you'll be happy. He played for th- almost four hours. And he has such a mastery. What a virtuoso over that keyboard. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't have very long fingers. He has short fingers. And the way that he plays, I was blown away. That was probably one of the – that has to go up there with one of the best concerts I've mm-hmm. been to. My, oh, my favorite album of his was the Captain Fantastic album. Yeah. Captain Fantastic. And Don't yeah. Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. Yes. <laughs> Those are probably my, my, my three favorite Elton John albums. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. But speak, speaking of concerts, uh, the best concert I ever went to was, I told you girls, you probably know, it's the Stevie Wonder concert, where oh. we, we, my sister and I had tickets to see him. It was at the, we were living in Southern California and at the LA Forum, and we lived something like two hours away, okay? So <laughs> we were halfway there and realized we left our tickets. So no. needless to say, we got there, the concert was half over. And we were there another four hours. I don't can't recall the song. I don't know what he did in the first half. But the women, we, we went to the bathroom and the women was like, hey, oh my God, you, didn't, you, you missed a serious concert. Girl, what's wrong with you? Why were you late? You know, and, and we were like so disappointed. And then we realized four hours later, he was still singing. He did that trick where you go off the stage and come back and sing. Well, he went off the stage and came back maybe five times, and each time he sang like five or six new songs. And I'm not talking about abbreviated versions of those songs. He was just, oh man, I felt like I worked out. (laughs) I was just so tired and exhausted from clapping and just singing. And oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Yeah, That would be so worth it. He's one of those people who just loves to perform. And my two favorite albums are the Songs of Kid Life and Talking Book. Mm-hmm. Both of those two are my favorite. He's another wonderful, wonderful artist. Yeah, he actually, iTunes came out with a compilation of all his songs. I mean, it was unbelievably expensive, but but uh, I can't practice all of them anyway in some ways, some form or another. Um, so I had no need to buy it, but he now has, he's he he's he's excuse me, he's one of those very few artists that can still hit all the notes, Vicky. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, that, he that. his voice is still very, very strong. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. Um, and there's some artists that I think that do better in smaller venues. For Stevie, I don't think it'd be fair because they have so many people that want to see him. 
know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they would have to have a million concerts. So yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of a million concerts, what about Billy Joel? Oh, least yeah. uh, terrible, <laughs> terrible, worst concert ever been really? to. Sir- my husband it was a huge Billy Joel fan. Huge. I mean, we're talking, he had every Billy Joel album. Went to see him in concert two or three times. So one year for Christmas, I, Billy Joel came to Maine, and I got him tickets. We went. Billy Joel came, was late getting on stage. He was 45 minutes late getting on the stage. He comes out. I don't know if he was drunk or what, but he said, uh, yeah, where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah, Portland, Maine. Well, Okay. He gave such a lackluster performance. Wow. People were complaining. It was awful. It was absolutely wow. awful. And he didn't even play. I don't know what his issue was, but my husband said, I'll never, I'll never go to another Billy Joel concert. Never. I mean, well, it was that bad. Well, we've seen him about eight times. And he's doing, and he, the last time was Father's Day last year. We went down to Madison Square Garden. He's doing a residency there. And hmm. he is sold out. He what, he yeah. what he's doing is it's once a month he plays at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And he said, I will continue to play here until the people don't want me anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's playing there every month. He is sold out, I think, through October. And he's, I lo- you know, we love his songs. I, I don't know if we hit him on an off night. Yeah, it must um, have been. Must or have been. he was going through a divorce with Christy Brinkley, I think, at the time, too. Well, you know, so it could have been just a... Mm. You know, a perfect storm of events, but it was a really lackluster. And, you know, you're disappointed because, you know, he, my husband had just raved about Billy Joel. Oh, wait, you see him in concert? Oh, my God. He's fabulous. But, yeah, so, you know, but, but you know, I've seen him since, and he's he's still a wonderful piano player, wonderful artist. But that, that concert, I'll never go back just because... Well, no, maybe I don't I blame would, you. I, would I don't still. blame you. Tickets are expensive, and if they don't give you a good show, you don't want to spend your money again. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, we've seen him eight. T- I think eight times. And you've never had, you never had a bad show. Never had a bad show. There, varying levels. Like there's certain songs I don't like, and if he does, there was one time I had had a medical procedure done earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and had the concert at night, so it really wasn't the best timing. But my husband, that's my husband's favorite. So. If he's ever in the area, we go. And he's also doing a stadium tour this summer, too, where I, he's going to – I think he's going to Fenway. He's going to – I don't know what the field is called, but it's where the San Diego Padres play. He's playing there. Is it Petco Field? I'm not sure. I can't but, keep up with all these companies' fields. Yeah, because it keeps changing names. But he's supposed to be doing stadium tours. I don't, I don't know if he's doing Yankee hmm. Stadium or not. Um, then he does that in between and he's like, wow, the man is like 70 years old or something like that, late sixties and people are still paying. I know. And he sells out. It's not even close. It's sellout. Well, he's a wonderful musician. I, you know, you have, you, even though I had a bad experience in a concert, as far as his playing ability, um, again, he's like an Elton John. He has such mastery over his instrument. It's just, it's amazing how, People can play like that. I, I wish I could do that. I wish I could play the piano. That's that's probably one of the biggest dreams I'll never have realized. But I just think the piano is such an incredible well, instrument. With me, it's I, I, I know how to play, I but love to I know how drums. to play, but I can't play well. So that's even more frustrating. <laughs> drums and electric drums and the electric guitar. Oh, if God. I could do the solo and like, and do you feel like we do, or in Greengrass and High Tide by the Outlaws? Wow. You know, if I could do, I'd be like, oh. You should have been in a girl band. You were born a little... You should have been born later. Yeah, no. Yeah, I should you, have been born with some musical talent. I have zero. No, I don't either. I love music, but I... Yes. But, I love it to listen to, but I cannot perform it. 
Well, Vicki, I have you and I have somebody on our list, and I have to tell you the first time I ever heard her, I was in the car coming up from Boston. It was probably eight thirty at night, and this song played, and it took my breath away. I literally, I, I don't. Anybody that knows me knows that I do not cry easily at mm. all, but I was choked up, and I had tears. I said, "What is the name of this song? Who's this artist?" So I got home, and at the time, they had jazz night on certain nights at, on this the classical music channel in Maine. And it was uh, Arnold Ullian. I called him up, and I said, you played at 8.38. You played this song. And he said, that's Nina Simone. That was Lilac Wine. Mm-hmm. And I became a huge Nina. Yeah. My husband did, too. We, yeah. we just love Nina Simone. And what a mm-hmm. shame she passed away, because what a remarkable, remarkable voice yeah. and another remarkable musician. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So you, see, you saw a story on Netflix, right? Yes. Uh, what happened to, uh, I forgot the name of it, something was, what, the matter, uh, I forgot the name of it. Um, but um, it, it, that's one of many, uh, what happened Mrs. Mrs. Simone, that's, that's one of many, uh, I guess, biopics that are going to be coming out about her life. Uh, I know that Zoe um, Zelsanel, Zelsanel, whatever is going to play her, and it's sort of a controversial about. So, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was Zoe um, Saldana. Saldana played I, in. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a big controversy over that. But um, well, they're saying just she's, lo- too, she's huh? too light to play it. They well, said they, that she's well, they too did, light they aug- to play it. No, no, that's not the issue. Is that they augmented her nose? Why? Yes. You don't have to look like the person. Number one, I, 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 my problem with it is that the girl's not a singer. So why didn't they try to find someone yeah. that was a singer? You know, um, that was my problem. And, and um, but uh, that neither neither nor there. Her music is unbelievable. This oh, is, she it was, is. and you know, she wasn't a singer. She she was a, a, a pianist. Um, and she just so happened to get in the group, and somebody said, "You need to sing." <laughs> And uh, well, thank she develops an unbelievable style. I mean, she's unique. Oh, gosh. Now, uh, you she know, she is. owns that song. Uh, at um, I'm feeling good. You know, she owns that. So, um, and there's a couple other songs that she has that people, other people sing, and I just can't listen to those songs, their version anymore, because I said, oh no, her version is just so beautifully done. Um, but she's one of those artists. Uh, Similar to um, Shaka Khan, and, and uh, Shaka Khan, Khan uh, is a musician. She knows music. She has an ear for music. I think she's always been in it. So there are some artists that um, have been singers or in the music industry or for a very long time since they were kids. And you can tell because they know music and they will stop the band if they think the band is not doing <laughs> Shaka Khan's famous for it. She'll stop them and go, oh, no. You're not going to do that. That you're not in key. You need. I want it in this key. It's um, they no music. And she she has a perform. Nina Simone has a performance that was recorded where she stops the band and she goes, "You're not going to do nothing till you feel it." I said, "That's what I want. That's the kind of artist that I want to go see." Who said you're going to you're going to you're going to perform and we're going to feel it? You know. It's not just this lackluster concert, you know. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen her in a small venue, a small little amphitheater or something, uh, because that's the kind of talent that is just, you know, it's unusual nowadays. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I, we 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 
celebrate a lot of people, get a lot of people awards for stuff that is sort of derivative. It's not unique. It's not garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. And these kind of artists are, I mean, fortunately, we got recordings of them, you know. Um, How long has she been gone? Oh, gosh. We, oh, I forgot when she died. Uh, no, she died a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, so um, in, the, in the 2000s? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, a lot, a lot of the current artists, it's the way they're marketed. Like, she died um, two thousand. She died in two thousand three in yeah, France. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's the way. Like, I was watching um, a clip of Ariana Grande on Jimmy Fallon. Mm. She has an amazing voice. Yes, she and does. I saw her on an yeah. SNL skit. Yeah. She's got a fantastic voice. Yes, she does. It's the way she's marketed that I want nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to her stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe if I did, she's really got a good voice. Yes, she does. Very strong voice. You know who else had a beautiful voice? I didn't put her on my list, but have you ever heard of the song um, Songbird by Eva Cassidy? No. Eva Cassidy, um, she was a beautiful singer, sang like Jeff Buckley. Both had very young deaths, but Jeff Buckley, who sang Hallelujah, he used to... um, uh, he drowned, unfortunately, um, but Eva passed away from cancer, I believe. But her voice is absolutely exquisite. I mean, her, her she just has this beautiful, beautiful, rich voice. Yeah. And, you know, it's not sad that she passed away before her time. But yeah. her time after time, if you think of time after time, you think of Cindy Lauper's Lop- version. Mm-hmm. But if Eva's version is just exquisite. She just, um, if anybody has... Uh, iTunes or, or you may want to look her up because she she's a wonderful singer and of course Jeff Buckley oh my gosh his his he sings a version of Lilac Wine too yeah and his he had a beautiful voice yeah, yeah it's but uh, speaking of Cindy Lauper I what's shocking to me is that she has like several classic songs that she wrote <laughs> and you look at her and her silliness you know um, and you and you realize that she was a serious artist. You know, yeah. um, what can you say? But uh, my favorite album of Nina Simone is a compilation called The Essential Nina Simone. It is yeah. the essential things that you need to listen to if you truly want to know her music. And in the passing, I mentioned uh, Shaka Khan. And my favorite album of hers was the Rax to Rufus album. Um, she is a, she blows it out of the water. She's a traditional R&B soul artist that still to today... Um, Sings very well. Only thing that I have to say to, about Shaka is that periodically she tries to do uh, jazz, and it's varying success in that in that effort. Her my funny Valentine is beautifully done, but she had a concert where she was just only did jazz, and it was she tried to scat and stuff like that, and it just didn't come off very well. Um, but um, she's a she has a beautiful voice and very talented. Mm. My, well, favorite, I, my favorite shock is at midnight. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my love one. will lift you up at midnight. Yeah, yeah. Mine is the one, oh, what was the one in the 80s? All the disco. Okay, I was I was a disco queen. Um, <laughs> oh, I, what, I have a ton of disco. I, I feel for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. Oh, my gosh, I'm dancing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I that was a great midnight. song. Midnight, uh, yeah. You had to listen to that one. Yeah. That's definitely well, a dance song. Well, my list goes, I mean, like Lisa, I mean, Lisa said, it's all over the place. I love Massive Attack, probably my all-time favorite, favorite um, group. God, I just love, 
I love the song Protection. I have every single one of their albums. Yeah. Did they do the theme song to that movie, uh, the TV show House? I don't watch. I don't watch House. Yeah, but so I think I it, I, massive, I think they did. Um, okay. What, what they are, they're fabulous. Um, they I love Journey. Mm-hmm. I love Steve Perry. There'll never be another Steve Perry. No. Um, I love John Coltrane. I love Prodigy. I love the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is just like my huge girl crush. I just think he's not only a fantastic human being, but um, he does a lot of wonderful things for people. But I I think he's a fabulous musician. Of course, I love Nirvana. In Excess. Loved In Excess. I used to think they were called, I I thought they were called Inks back in the day. The one thing. I love the video for that too. The MTV video for the one thing. The the saxophone. I know. They had fabulous horns. Yeah. Uh, Jethro Tull when I was in high school I was a huge Tull fan and I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this in a podcast but here goes I dated a guy in high school who was a huge Kiss fan Okay, huge Kiss fan <laughs> and we would go to their concerts I've probably been to 8 concerts of Kiss and I would dress up as Paul Stanley so you know white face <laughs> with a black with a black star. Oh, shush. Oh and, but it was the cool thing to do. Okay. And so. so. <laughs> they still do it. I, they were so mysterious back then because here they had this kabuki makeup. No one knew mm. what they looked like. I mean, talk about secretive. It was a huge stick and a gimmick and it worked. Mm. But um, it, I didn't put Kiss on there because, you know, really their music. I did like Detroit Rock City. That's probably one of my favorite. And I did like, I did like Strutter, too. Um, but yeah, I went to a lot of Kiss concerts and I loved Paul Stanley. I just thought he was gorgeous. Um, Pink Floyd is another one. My husband is the Beatles. He absolutely adores the Beatles, but I feel the same way about Pink Floyd as he does the Beatles. I just, I absolutely love them. And I love, um, you know, I love French music. I listen to a lot of, you know, French music. I love Danny Brion, um, I love reggae. Oh my gosh, I used to be I used to have Rasta for my license plate when I was when I was in my 20s and you know, I I used to, Tuesday night was like reggae night and they would have all these fabulous reggae bands come up from, you know, Philly and all over yeah. New England and down south and I I think probably one of the most mellow concerts I've ever been to was um with uh Peter Tosh uh, Peter Tosh came um, and oh gosh, it just the name escaped me. And Jimmy, Jimmy Cliff, today. Jimmy Cliff, Jimmy thank Cliff. Jimmy Cliff, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you didn't have to to smoke anything because just <laughs> just you could get high just mellow from what mellow. was in the air. But that was the most mellow. Everybody was like, "Oh, I love you, man." It was awesome. Actually. <laughs> I saw him in Philly, but my favorite album of Jimmy Cliff is In Concert. Best of J, J. Cliff, Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. Mm. My, really one of my good. favorite reggae bands uh, was Black Uhuru. I just absolutely loved them. I listened to their album all the time. That was another one that got scratched. I just yeah. absolutely loved them. So, Zay, the way you feel about country is how I feel about reggae. Oh, really? really? Oh, God, I love reggae. Wow. Oh, reggae you know, like, is fabulous. Uh, Many Rivers Across by Jimmy Cliff. I mean, no, beautiful. No. No. I know, oh, and and of course Bob the great Bob late Marley. Bob. Nope. Oh my God, oh, Bob man. Marley and Ziggy Bob Marley. Marley. I love Ziggy Marley. I mean, I mean, it's just happy people. music. <laughs> it, exactly, yeah. it's just mellow music. I love reggae. Yeah. I still listen to a lot of it. 
Yeah. I also love jazz. I love world music. I love ambient. I like Moby. Okay. I like Moby. I like um, I like uh, Dead Mouse. I listen to a lot of Dead Ooh. Mouse. I listened to an, an album. I couldn't couldn't get through it. Oh, I love techno. I really do. I like techno, yeah. and I love classical. I mean. I I love everything from Vivaldi to Rachmaninoff to Beethoven. I mean, you name it, I love it. So yeah. Tchaikovsky. How about some so, happy '80s new wave? Uh, Duran well, Duran, Squeeze. I love Squeeze. They are so I, much I, fun. I like Duran. I like Soft Cell too, but I love Tears for Fears. Those that Tears for Fears is one. Yeah, of my Tears favorites. for Fears. Squeeze. I've seen a couple times in concert, and they're just so much fun. Mm. Yeah, I mm. could see that. No, Robert Palmer. I got to see him. He was awesome. The 80s were a lot of fun and for a video because I remember when MTV, I didn't have MTV. I was in nursing school and I was too poor to get cable. Um, but my husband, um, you know, when we were dating, I would go over to his house and he, you know, I'd be waiting for him to get ready or something. And I'd watch MTV and the videos back then, it wasn't about sex. No. It was about, AHA had one of the best videos ever because it looked like hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it, and you know animated like uh, time lapse. It was absolutely beautiful, and I could just sit there and he'd say, "Okay, you ready to go out to eat? Uh, yeah, one more video, one more <laughs> video." It was amazing. Of course, yeah. MTV has since changed, but um, that's when the superstars of the MTV were the remember the video J- the DJs that were mm-hmm. that did all the stuff. I, I was fabulous. Well, we, we listen to them now. We we went to Virginia this past weekend. So on the way to and from, we were listening to the 70s stations, and they had on Martha Quinn and Martha Alan Quinn. Goodman and, yep. Mar- and um, Nina, Nina Blackwood. Nina, mm-hmm. Nina. Yeah, the blonde, Nina was the blonde one. Yes. Yeah. And yep, they were yep, all yep. doing a show about lost 70s songs. Hmm. No kidding. So we were listening to that to and from. It was a six-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we were listening to. Well, if seventies, I think of seventies. Um, you know, for me, I, I think the quintessential, my favorite seventies song would probably be Hotel California, because that came out the year I graduated in late seventies, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to say what year I graduated. But when I think of seventies too, I think early seventies because that was when I was living in Oregon, and that's when you know CCR, Queens yes. Clearwater Revival was huge. The Doors. Um, you had all the war songs at the Doors. I mean, all of that, and that's when I think seventies. I think of back then, you know, yeah. early seventies. I don't think of late seventies. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, yeah. Then the middle seventies goes into the disco because now you're talking about Casey and the Sunshine Band and Saturday oh, Night yeah. Fever. Yeah, the, oh, Casey was awesome, yeah. wasn't Gloria he? Gay- I love Casey. I love Casey and the Sunshine Band. And I won Gloria 50 Gaynor, bucks in a disco dancing survive. contest. I know. <laughs> Donna Flack. Donna Summer. Uh, Donna Summer. Donna Roberta Summer. Flack. <laughs> yeah, because one of my favorite, MacArthur you... Park is one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, lo- and then my at... cousin introduced me to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And I listened I to never liked the, them. Damn the Torpedoes, and I was yeah. hooked. I'm like, they're like my all-time favorite. Mm. Lo- I've seen them like a hundred times no. in concert. Love. Because, you know, he just gets up there and plays. See, so, I, like, no. Vicki, you were saying you want to see a show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think they go too far to the extreme. Yeah. Where there's there's fireworks and there's these big gaudy yeah. sets. Yeah. I don't like, like the, what the, Tom the, Petty the, does. Yeah. Tom Petty will have a set. And they just get up there and they play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I like. They get yeah. up there and they play. But I, I like the I, I remember one of the too. first concerts I went to when I was in college was this Parliament Funkadelics. Oh my God, they had the worst concert ever. Really? <laughs> yes, it was just like they had something called 
Motor Rooter or something, Aqua Boogie, Aqua Boogie or something like that, some song. And it was just this this fan that they had blowing on some streamers to make it look like they were in the ocean. Literally, that's what they thought. <laughs> and they had too many people in that band and too many people on that small stage. It looked ridiculous. <laughs> so, see, so I, yeah, performance I, is very important, you know. And that wasn't even I, I, close and could see that. So I think Sticks did a beautiful The Grand Illusion. I went yeah. to that concert. That was beautiful. That set design and also Yes, Yes was one of I think the first to start really using lasers mm-hmm. in their shows, and I loved that one too. I like. I like stuff like that. Yeah. But to go back to Donna Flack, I have something funny Roberta to say. Donna Flack. Summer. No, no. Listen to why I said that. Uh, listen, oh. I'm just explaining it because I'm looking at Vicky's list and she's got Roberta Flack on there. I'm like, oh, Donna Flack. <laughs> Donny ha- with Donny Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, I totally transposed that. That's how dyslexic I am. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but both of those. I mean, blue lights in the basement is like, oh my god, I was in. I'm going to date myself. I was in college when I got that, and I had it on 8-track, okay? 8-track. 8-track. <laughs> wow. I still remember 8-track. I had 8-tracks. Yes, a Jackson Brown. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I saw yeah. That was the Is last. That, that was the very last 8-track I got, too. So. <laughs> what Was there any hit songs on, on that album? Blue Lights in the Basement? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which had, one was? Um, it had um, cl- um, The Cross I Get to You. I love. Well, I have that as the forty-five. I love that. That's my yeah. favorite. Uh, and it had. Let me let me go back to it. It's a, bunch of, it's a lot of hits on there. Um, of course, that uh, this time I'll be sweeter. Uh, and because um, I have kill, I, I have the forty-five killing me softly. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's song. a different album. But uh, then she has this classic album with. Um, uh, Donny Hathaway, uh, he died a couple of years later after they did it. That was this was done in 1972. Uh, he died in 79, actually. Um, mm. But um, well, um, they had you got they had a version of you got a friend. Um, you lost that love and feeling. For all we know, it's another classic song. Um, my God, he, I mean, that man has a beautiful voice, Donny Hathaway. And if you, if you want to hear his music, he has called Extension of a Man. It's like an album that you, if you want to be introduced to Donny Hathaway, start there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just like a classic little album there um, that uh, uh, features uh, Roberta and Donny Hathaway. These are people who just simply have classically trained voices. These are people who are musicians who uh, take their craft seriously. Um, see, hearing either one of them in the concert is, is a blessing. Um, only thing about Roberta Flack is that recently, um, I just think that she, um, I don't know, maybe she's trying to respond to the, the, the youth uh, market. Um, she has does songs that aren't very good, doesn't really highlight her voice. And I find her singing in a, in a range that is not her range. And um, I haven't bought a lot of her recent stuff as a result of that. But I, I, she don't have that much recent stuff. And then finally, I have, um, um, oh, I forgot about my jazz guys. Uh, Mouse Davis, Kind of Blue. That's classic. Everybody likes that album. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. You got to listen. To, you, have you heard that album? Kind of blue. Oh, I've heard bits and pieces. Oh, my but God. But I do have one Miles Davis album. I just don't like it. 
I okay. love Bitches Brew. That's one of my favorites. Oh, kind of blue yeah, is sort of, it's so melodic. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not a Miles Davis fan. After the 60s, he went into this fusion stuff that, I don't know. Um, I'm a big bebop fan, so um, anything from that era. Uh, and then there's Round Midnight, uh, based on the soundtrack, based on a movie with Dexter Gordon playing uh, a character. And the character that uh, he's playing is an alcoholic who goes to a uh, uh, jazz uh, uh, musician that uh, goes to Paris to, re- to revamp his life. Uh, he's an alcoholic. And it's actually, they said it's based on, I think, Bud Powell's life. Uh, but I think you could base Bud Powell and Lester Young. It's based a composite of their uh, 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 those legends. Uh, but um, you could actually base it on Dexter Gordon's life because Dexter Gordon was an alcoholic, and he, oh my God, he's 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 was seriously had issues with alcohol. Um, and you got to see that movie. It, it, it's like you will love it, uh, Suze. I don't know if you've seen it because it's, it's in France. <laughs> And you, I'm sure you like that style of music, uh, but Dexter Gordon blows out like there's no no tomorrow on that in that movie. Even if you don't like the storyline, it's wonderful music. And Herbie Hancock won a, I think a Grammy for that album. And finally, I'm done running my mouth after this. Uh, I have Gladys Knight. Uh-huh. I had to have her. She, that's like one of the best concerts I went to. Also, uh, in a very small venue, and it was sort of funny. It was a people, like you said, of all ages were there, and we all were singing along with us. We all were pips. <laughs> because she it was just her, and she, she didn't have the pips with her. And it was just, we, we became the pips. It was just so much fun. And she was so close. It was like um, she could just reach down and touch me. That's how close we were to, uh, to her. And it, it was, it, this is a woman who needs no alterations in her voice. You know, she's been singing since she was a child, and she sounds beautifully in, in person. A lot of singers can't do that. Um, it, 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 you, you'll find different um, times where, you, where they, they can't just can't do it. Their voice isn't there. I've never heard her when her voice wasn't there, and she blew it out that night that we, we saw her. Um, so I am done with all my songs, all my albums. Well, I wanted to bring up one of my very favorite bands, <clears throat> very favorite bands that I listened to all through high school um, was Spirit, and especially the 12 Dreams of Dr. Sodomicus. I listened to that all the time. And I don't know if you've been reading the news, but there's a plagiarism suit against yeah. Led Zeppelin yeah. with the trustee of Spirit. And so Randy California... Um, had a very tragic death as well. A lot of these musicians have Jeff Buckley, Eva Cassidy, but um, he drowned while saving, trying to save his son in the ocean. But Spirit was really, um, I just thought they were a very different sound. I thought they were very innovative. If you listen to their music now, you can think, wow, that's really LSD, psychedelic, uh, you know, influenced rock but i loved their songs um when you touch me all of that i just love it nature's way but Mm. there was one song that randy california because he was really again uh, a really good musician and the opening riff of taurus is uh i think he would they were spirit was playing alongside led zeppelin Mm -hmm. and two years later led zeppelin came out with stairway to heaven that Mm has almost the identical riff. And so in the guard, it was interesting because I've been following this case for a while, but 
today in the Guardian, they have a musician um, and they have a clip and he, I think uh, it's, is it TJR? You can, if you go on YouTube, it's yes, TJR. And he is a guitarist and he explains the whole thing and he explains what the chords are. He explains the key, everything. And he plays both of them and you can really see the similarities. I guess he has another channel where he discusses, I haven't seen that one yet, um, the plagiarism and what he thinks about it. But I, it's just, it blows me away that they're almost the identical song to me. They, at least that opening riff, but spirit I have to say, if I'm going to go back, I think CCR, Spirit, those were like the early 70s music that I couldn't live without. Um, I listened to them a lot. And then, of course, mid-70s, I dated a guy that got me into Kiss, and I started listening to more mainstream, um, you know, with Fog Hat and Foreigner, and I started going to a lot of concerts because concerts were cheap then. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. kept all my ticket stubs, 10 bucks yeah. for a ticket, you know? <laughs> 20 bucks was expensive. It was like, wow, 20 bucks. But yeah. I mean, they were affordable. And you were able to see a lot of concerts because you didn't have to pay three or $400, you know, for a nosebleed section. Right. Um, you know, that's, to me, that's sad because when my husband went to see Paul McCartney, uh, this was right after 9-11. Remember, no one thought that the, the, they would ever play again. If you remember, Paul McCartney was not on tour at the time. The, you didn't hear any Beatles. After John Lennon's death, the Beatles pretty much stayed quiet. Well, Paul McCartney decided that he was going to go and uh, do a concert. And my husband came in, and I'll never forget this. He said, Suze, I have to ask you something. I, I have to ask you something. He sat down. He was nervous. I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to ask me for a divorce. I don't believe this. And I'm thinking, I'm going to take everything. The second wife is not going to get anything. And he says, he asked me, he said, ah, Paul McCartney's playing in Boston, at, and I really want to go see it. But the tickets are like 500 bucks. Mm. And I'm thinking, go. I don't care. He said, you don't want to come? You don't want to come? I said, no, not really. I'm not a Beatles fan. Oh, gosh, I've kicked myself. So my youngest son went, and they had an absolutely magical time. Well, of course, you know, now Paul McCartney, you know, tours all the time. But, you know, at the time, you know, it was going to be like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So I said, yeah, you know, do it. Because, you know, who knows? You know, with the Beatles, there's only two of them left. Um, go for it. Mm -hmm. And he loves the Beatles so much. The Beatles, as you know, are, is not on my list. <laughs> yeah, you were saying you were saying about concert tickets, Jose. I'm yeah pulling up. I scanned all my concert stubs into photos. I went to see Queen. Oh, I love September twenty third, nineteen eighty, and I paid nine dollars and fifty cents. Wow! Oh my god! And that was nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty. That that's wow. a little, but you know what? Queen. Speaking of I riffs, they, a lot of people stolen stolen riffs from uh, Queen songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Kinks, yeah. Uh, the Kinks were six dollars and fifty cents in nineteen eighty. Um, but I spent fifty one dollars to sit on the lawn to see the police. Wow. Whereas for Paul McCartney, I only spent fifty nine fifty. Wow. When, what years were those? Uh, Paul McCartney, I saw in 2014. Oh, okay, it's recent. Okay. The Police, I saw. I saw them twice. I saw them. Um, let me see. Where is the Police here? 
I saw them when I was in college when Roxanne first came out. Mm -hmm. And then I saw them, let me see, Elvis Costello opened. Let me find that ticket. Where's the police? The police, the police, the police, where are you? I don't see it right here. I think it was 2009. Hmm. 2008 or 2009. I mean, let's see, Def Leppard. Oh, that was a free ticket. Uh, some of these were 650. What was this for? Cheap Trick. 850. Wow. March 1981. Yeah, I mean, you could afford to go to a lot of concerts. I mean, granted, you have to think about inflation stuff, you know, mm-hmm. what's what we have now and what, but I, still I remember I, I mean, remember spending more on the outfit to go to the concert, to the concert <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah I know well you know we paid we love the Gypsy Kings actually they're um, a Spanish French band they many of them are um, from Provence and Arles and they came to Dallas oh a, few, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it was a really nice venue because they were playing in this open air stadium, this amphitheater, and you could bring your picnic. And I mean, some people, man, they do it upright in Dallas. They had a, they had these little miniature tables. Um, some of these people like do this a lot, um, but you could just sit out on the lawn and they played and they did. They just, it was a beautiful, beautiful night, really balmy night. Mm-hmm. And so they're playing at this. Uh, it's called the bomb shelter, and they actually used to make bombs there years and years ago for I think World War II. And they've converted into this venue um, for music. The tickets now, I think we were going to go see the Gypsy Kings. I think they're like 75 bucks. And when it was, that amphitheater was, I think, 25, 30, like you were saying, Elisa. Uh, and it's just kind of, what a difference, you oh. know, just in venues. Look at this. This is the same place, inside seats, same place for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. July 26, 1981, $8. Uh, August thirteenth, two thousand six, seventy eight fifty, and yeah. then Ju- uh, June twenty third, two thousand thirteen, thirty four twenty five to sit on the lawn. I know wow. it's it, it's it's just amazing. Um, and here, you know, like Chris Body came, and I really like Chris Body. I don't like Michael Bublé, um, but I do love Chris Body, and I love the way he plays his uh, you know his trumpet. So. I said, you know, I said, Mike, do you want to go? Well, it was pretty much a sold out concert, but they did have some seats left and they were the seats that we, that looked okay. I think were $250 a piece. It's 500 bucks to just go. And I'm thinking, no, I don't like them that much. You know, I mean, (laughs) I like them, but I don't like them $500 much. Yeah. There's there's always a limit. There's, there's a limit. I mean, if it's someone like, when it was the Rolling Stones, when it was Paul McCartney, I was like, yes, I'll pay. But when it's someone I've seen before, usually I go, mm, like Tom Petty was here one year, I think it was $130 to sit inside. I'm like, no, mm. I can't. I can't justify it. Well, the Eagles tickets, my husband really wanted to see the Eagles. And they, they came a couple of years ago to Dallas. Um, they, they sold out the first show. They added a second show. The nosebleed section tickets were 500 bucks, And I, he said, that's ridiculous. Now, when they played... In Massachusetts, uh, they played near Foxborough. I think they played it. Maybe they did play in Foxborough. But they, um, m- my brother-in-law went, and the tickets, I mean, they had mid-seats, you know, really good seats. They were 110 
So, you know, it's, again, I know it's regional, but wow. Yeah. There's a, I know there's a lot of money in Dallas, but, you know, to 500 bucks just for a nosebleed, that's just, well, you can't warrant it. You just think, no, that's not, I, I choose not to spend my money that way, you well, know. Speaking of bleeding, I, I remember going to a concert to see um, Joan Armitrade, and it was like uh, Universal oh, Amateur. love Joan Armitrade. Oh, she's and awesome. We were sitting on the second row near these big, humongous speakers. My ears were ringing so bad. I, I, it was painful. I thought I was, I was going to be permanent here in Los Angeles. So bad. I was like, oh my god. But the concert was great. But I, I was just, I cried on, on the way home. It was just so bad. I think Willow. Her, I think I love her, Willow her too. Song, yeah. Oh, Willow yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. But you know, and then I like I love think, and affection. That's another one I like. That's another one. Yeah. Drop yeah. the pilot too is a really good one. Yeah. My yeah. my husband said the most damaging concert he ever went to with he. I didn't go to that concert because our youngest son was younger. So our oldest son, he brought our oldest son and a couple of his friends was MC Hammer. <laughs> he said, "I knew we were in trouble. I knew we remember when." can't touch this thing and well that was yeah well mc was huge and he scored tickets Mm -hmm. he brought trevor and his friend and mike said i knew i was in trouble when we walked in and there was a small spot in the middle of the stage and the uh, the left and right side were just walls of speakers. Yeah, he said yeah, you could feel it. I mean, it was you could feel the bass going through your heart. Oh I mean, my God. He said, oh going my through God. your heart. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the vibration you could just feel in your heart. He said you didn't know if it was your heart beating or mm-hmm. the vibration. His ears rang for three days after that. Well, concert. that's one of the reasons why MC Hammer <laughs> had financial difficulties. He was trying to take care of too many people and and all those speakers. He had to pay for it too. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what thing about him that I, I someone told me, um, and uh, my sister has a friend that uh, was taking her kids to see him in concert recently, and she was saying that what she used to be uh, one of the girls that worked uh, in that industry, and she said. He, these young girls that were on the stage dancing were pretty much underage, uh, and he had chaperones for them. Oh, he knew oh, that's nice. what you know yeah. what, what elements yep. were out there. This, Smart man. So he's paying for all that, all this stuff that he was doing. I know, you know, because it was the best for those people that w- were working around him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he he's he's just a really good guy. He's really he actually has a yeah. home in the in the town that I live here in Tracy. Uh, wow! Yeah, and um, we used to periodically see him around the area because his kids went to sports, and he still does some kind of mentoring and stuff like that. That's the kind of person he is. He's just a really, really cool guy. So yeah, trying to do the right thing. Trying to do the right thing. Oh, Mike! Mike said it was a great concert. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. it was a he lot does, of high a performance, energy. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, he does. You got your money's worth, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but you may have lose you may lose your hearing and need hearing aids after. Yeah. But you know that's that's one of the reasons I always listen to my music really loud in the car. So do I. I listen to my on my headphones, and then now people are complaining that I can't hear anything because they'll say something, I'll say, "Huh?" And they said, "Are you deaf?" No, you're not thinking, complaining. They're complaining that you can't. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, well, you know, you speak so softly. Speak loud. Yeah. <laughs> when my husband pulls into the garage, the first thing he does is he lowers the volume. And I just give him the look, like, what are you doing? So if I take his car, I never touch the volume. <laughs> he gets in the car, turns it on, it like hits the roof because I put everything on at full blast. Yeah, me too. 
Me too. I don't do that. <laughs> go I, bold I or go I, home. If you want to listen to my music, you need to go buy it yourself. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to entertain the, the audience, uh, the people that are driving by. I mean, I don't do that. I mean, if my windows mm-hmm. are open, I don't want to be, because I can't stand when I pull up to a traffic light. I can't stand it either. Music blasting no, out of someone else's car. But no. in the wintertime, when your windows are closed, at least here they are, because yeah. it's cold, you know, who cares if I keep it loud? I keep it loud enough. Yeah, that it's enjoyable, but low enough that like if a siren is coming up behind me, an emergency vehicle, I can still hear it. Yeah, you know, I want to be no, sure that I, I can hear what's going on. Yeah, I, yeah. Now I'm better. I, when I was younger, I was not good about that. Yeah. I didn't hear sirens. I didn't hear anything. I didn't care. You didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but in the house, my music. in the house, it's oh it's my loud. god. So what would you do if you had that car that the uh, the radio won't turn on until you uh, buckle your seatbelts? <laughs> Oh, I've always been a seatbelt advocate. You know, I was, because um, when I was a nurse, I worked um, an orthopedic unit, and we had multi-traumas come in, Mm -hmm. and I can't even tell you um, how many were unbelted passengers or unbelted drivers, so... Yeah, they, I t- always they, started they wearing seatbelts. The, the, the highway patrol said they rarely w- unbuckle a dead person from a car. Yeah, I I always wore a seatbelt always, and mm-hmm. it didn't. It became law in Maine. They actually had you know a buckle up law. They were one of the first, I think, and it didn't bother me because you know I had always used my seatbelt. I think when you work in the healthcare field, you know, yep. you tend to be a little bit more proactive as far as you know well, prevention. I used to live in Southern California and commute down there, and I saw an accident. Every day. That's when yeah. I stopped wearing my seatbelts. Also, I had my niece and nephew in the car with me periodically. I said, what would happen if I got ejected out of the car and they're here? And I said, no, I'm going to buckle my seatbelt. I'm going to drive safely. Not only because I care about them, but I care about myself. So, uh, And then yeah. also young people out there. No texting while you drive. You You don't have to text when you drive. And that's what irritates me because Siri does everything for you. I know. Yeah, I know. You just say, hey, Siri, read my last text message. Hey, Siri, send, send, you know, Mm -hmm. Mike Gilbert a text. I mean, they, you know, today when I was in the car, I said, you know, Siri, call Elisa Paselli. And, you know, I mean, you don't have to text. You don't even have to use your phone. You can do everything pretty much. And by the way, you can also say, hey, Siri. Play my latest album by such and such a person. Yes. <laughs> so you don't even need to fool around that to listen to no, your music. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I know. We could probably go on forever because we left out so much. Mm-hmm. Like REM and the Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I like REM. Journey? Seasons. We talk about Journey? We mentioned, yep, we mentioned Journey. Oh, yeah, I mentioned did. Journey. Uh, you know, there's, I'm just looking through. Daft my, Punk. Daft Punk, Daft I think, Punk, are the Def coo- Leppard. They are the coolest band. I, I love their helmets. <laughs> I, I love it, Daft Punk. I, yeah. I love them. Guns, yeah. you know, Guns and Roses. I'm just looking through all oh. my, my stuff here. The only I hated Guns and Roses, but the only reason I began to like them is because my son had Guitar Hero, and I had to listen to Sweet Child of Mine over and over and mm-hmm. over. And I said, "Oh, that kind of grows on you." Yeah. Um, the only thing I hated, I was ready to strangle him. I said, "You have two chances to do Freebird." Because after that, I'm pulling the plug. Because I hate that song more than anything. Mm-hmm. I hate Freebird. So he he did. That was a hard one. I think that was one of the last songs you had to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. You know Michael Jackson we didn't mention? Oh, oh. Michael oh, yeah. Jackson. Oh, yeah. That's the 80s, though. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the 80s? I love the 80s. Uh, yes. Not much. Not much. <laughs> Joan Jett. Um, let's see. John Lennon. John Waite. The Sex oh, Pistols. Oh, you know what? The sex you know what's sort of funny? Yep. You know when Adele came out with the song, Someone Like You? 
Mm-hmm. I thought they were. She was gonna. It was the Van Morrison song. <laughs> I went. What the hell? What That's the one song? artist I cannot stand. <laughs> I love that song. So Who, like Van Morrison, Morrison or Adele? Yeah. Yeah. Van Morrison. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I can't stand he Adele. His, but, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a rock and place. roll girl. Yeah. I'm. I don't really like too much mellow stuff. I'm more yeah. of a rocker. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like reggae. I mean, no. who doesn't like reggae? I don't even. There's I think he's the first person like I've no, met. She's not the only one. Like she's not the only one. Yeah, oh, it's a lot of people. That don't. My husband reggae's... likes the mellow stuff. He's more of the mellow. Or I just look at like sometimes I look at him and go, "How did we get married?" And I'll, I'll say to him, "Who are you?" <laughs> we are so. I think when it comes I to that stuff, you're going to so have a divorce opposite. of your music collection. You know, I told him. I told him the other day. I said I read mm. somewhere that Aerosmith is doing a farewell tour. I want to go. And I, he just gives me the look like, don't even ask me. <laughs> so I'll have to find someone else to go see Aerosmith with. You know, I have to tell you, well, Steve Tyler, oh, man, does he look bad. But I have to say is that that's what attracted me to the police in the first, uh, the first time I ever heard them is because they had a reggae beat. And they, they were really influenced by reggae, I think. Yeah, they were. Early yeah. Police. Oh, absolutely. Very much so. Yeah. And I just loved them. And they're still probably they're my all-time favorite band. I will always love the Police. Always, absolutely love them. I like it. I, I, it's very I, mellow sound. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I, I like Sting. I think Dream of the Blue Turtles is probably my favorite uh, solo album. I think he's done. He's done a lot of nice solo albums, but that when that one came out with Branford Marsalis and it had a really like jazz blues beat. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great album to have. And you know your library. Well, that's it for me. I like it all. I said we could go on, but we'll be here for a few days. So we'll we'll end it here. Um, Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to know what your favorite music is. Uh, Let us know on our our website, Three Geeky Ladies, with the number three spelled out. You have links there to our Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus community. So thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bouchot, host of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. Each month I gather together a panel of photographers and we chat about a theme related to the art and craft of photography. It's not about the gear. It's about making better photos regardless of your camera. Listen and subscribe at www.lets-talk.ie